Humans, we're back with another Friday episode, another interview for you. Of course, the earliest you can hear this is September 8th. Welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show. This is a great interview, great conversation with my close personal friend, Brady O'Callaghan. And folks, if you want to respond to anything we say, if you want to respond to anything from the show, if you want to, res- if you want to point out something that we here at the show might like or hate, Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Don't mind the loud exhaust of a car going by. Okay, let's jump right into it. This is me and Brady O'Callaghan. Humans, he's here in studio. He's here in the beach house. He's part of the hideaway. He's Brady O'Callaghan, close personal friend of mine, fashion expert, humorist, music expert, Music journalist, Radio Callahan, welcome to the show. Wow, what an intro, Sid. Hey, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Have you ever been described? Is that, is that how you get described, like whenever you walk into a party? Uh, very, very close. I don't know if I have ever been described as an expert in every field of interest that I have, but I'll take it. Well, you are. You are. I uh, try. I try. <laughs> so you and I used to perform on the famous... Uh, Upright Citizens Brigade improv team, Apollo. That's true. Uh, you know. We used to wow them. Wow them. We would walk the boards. We we, we broke hearts. A lot we, of hearts. We started dreams. You know, we A lot did, of dreams. We had some upsets in these uh, uh, Apollo cage match uh, improv competitions. I mean, we, were, we, we really were and really are something. Absolutely. A lot of upsets. Always left them happy, though. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brady, you know one of the things we're going to talk today talk about today is men's blouses. Uh, I'm obs- I'm obsessed. I've, I don't know if I've really heard the term men's blouses a lot outside of me saying it. Um, but that therein lies like my obsession with it. it. Seems like it's a lot of '80s and '90s movies. Sure, but uh, we'll we'll dive into that a little bit. You're you're a music journalist. Uh, you have a mixtape. Which is we we got to get to that we got to get to that. Uh, but the way I came up with the term men's blouses was I had a teacher in high school. Uh, I went to a military school and he was the teacher that was in charge of the ROTC program, Lieutenant Colonel John M. Owens the third, and he would always say, "Tuck in your blouse, straighten up your blouse," and I just I always got a kick out of it because I thought I was like maybe this is a real word for a men's shirt. I don't know. I mean, he said the word trousers for pants. And I've just been obsessed with calling men's shirts blouses anyway. And then I just, I just noticed these kind of billowy numbers, and I'm just, I'm obsessed with them. Now, before we dive into men's blouses, let's talk a little bit about your fashion pedigree here. Sure, uh, let's do it. You, you work in fashion. I uh, do in various ways. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, right now I work in uh, sales uh, at a uh, men's clothier. Um, high end, high end. Yes, for sure. Um, prior to that, I was, uh, pretty much doing everything for a high end men's clothier (laughs) that wasn't selling. Yeah. So I've been around it for a little over a decade now. And like, you're, you're looking at cuts of things. You're doing orders. You're like looking at sizes and measurements. I mean, you're really, you have your hands in the fabric. Yeah. Oh, I'm up to my elbows for sure. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, it's good. I, I like working in it. Um, uh, but more than anything, I'm a fan. Uh, I love uh, checking out the latest styles, classic styles. You name it. I'm into it. Okay. Fair so enough. I am on board with men's glasses. <laughs> I can't wait to dig into it. So we can define what it is. Yes, yes. Because I have this general idea. And folks, I've shared with Brady our quilt. We call it our quilt. We're making a quilt in our minds of men's blouses, you know. I love it. Uh, and some of that comes from one of the uh, the girl I dated in college. Uh, she had all these sorority t-shirts, you know, from this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, you, you get done with college and you have 50 t-shirts. And you're like, what do I do with these? I'm probably not going to wear them anymore. She had heard. It's some people will make a quilt out of the t-shirt so you can keep the memories. I have seen such a quilt. Really? I have. Wow. Okay. So we have a quilt here at the show that exists in our minds. And folks, I've shared the quilt with Brady. I showed him the different options. Uh, so before we get to that, you have an incredible uh, portion of your website, Twitter, and Instagram called I Found a Good... I found found a good outfit. Found a good found outfit. a good outfit. Yeah, uh, that that's the full name. Uh, the full name is one character too long for actual user handle, so it's at found good outfit. Found good outfit on both of those platforms. And yeah, it's a it's essentially if you've ever seen that steal his look uh, meme format uh, where they take like an outfit from pop culture and then recreate it using high fashion pieces they'll often list the prices on those and like that's the joke <laughs> uh and the outfits are always ridiculous i sort of decided what if i did that but tried very hard to make them actually good outfits i don't care about the prices i just like looking at clothes yeah um so yeah i do that primarily with uh animation cartoons but i'll throw in architecture product design logo design stuff like that i mean they're really great i've i've i follow your account you know that you've made one of like you can dress like chester the cheeto yeah absolutely uh, homer simpson dressed as like a don in an episode where he's like a mafia boss yes or something and definitely. then yeah like some some famous paintings or a bottle of drano yeah i did a drano very recently that one was pretty popular uh <laughs> Yeah, um, it's uh, different things are popular on different platforms. I think Instagram, people like the more art artistic interpretations and fashionable outfits. And uh, Twitter mainly likes Simpsons characters. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, big Simpsons community on, <laughs> on Twitter. Twitter. I feel like that seems about right. Yeah, it seems right. <laughs> and maybe that's just the audience that I've hit so far, but... People go nuts for all the Simpsons stuff. I wonder what happens when you make it to be real. Oh, boy. I mean, somebody's going to have to tell me because <laughs> I barely know what that app is and I'm not about to find out. I don't think I'm, I am either. <laughs> we learned about it here on the show uh, in, a, in, a, in a couple of sentences, and that's about all we know here. Yeah, it's about as much as I know. <laughs> well, all right. We've established your fashion pedigree. So... The first blouse that I ever really thought of was Patrick Swayze's in Ghost. And that one really stands out, too, because he's in that outfit most of the movie. Yeah. You know? But it's just a flowy... It's not just a classic... I mean, it looks almost like a golf shirt at the top. Yeah. Very billowy, though. A nice, baggy, 
sleeves. You know, I guess it's the bagginess a little bit. The- I I would definitely say something. Uh, yeah, uh, that that is a key indicator of whether or not something's a men's blouse <laughs> is that it has to be blousey in nature, right? Right. O- oversized a little bit. Yeah. Um. Not saying that everything that is blousey is a blouse, sure. but I think that's up to, for us to define. Yeah. Going forward. Fair enough. But I agree with you. It is very billowy in the uh the arms yeah kind of cinches more towards the wrist yeah yeah where almost if he let his hands dangle the fabric would dangle over the cuff oh yeah probably tough to look at your watch in a shirt like that yeah that should almost maybe be an indicator if it's hard to look at your watch with the sleeves rolled down yeah i'm into that (laughs) yeah if you yeah you've just got some excess (laughs) you've got sleeve that you need to control you know that's a great way to put it, dude. Yeah, yeah, you have to control these things. Yeah. Um, we had listener Chris, Chris in a Greenpoint, Chris Howe, he sent in Charlie Sheen uh from Wall Street on the beach. And that one was like it's a it's a men's Oxford. Yeah. And to me it was like just a degree enough of a blouse to count. Um, but he even used the term it looks like a sail. Like he's surprised he doesn't blow away. Wow. Yeah. And he submitted that the pants also count as like blousey pants, which I'm I'm on board with. For sure. And I'll tell you what, that fit very in right now. Oh, really? Oversized, relaxed fit. Pleats are back. Really? Oh, yeah. Huge. And (sighs) so I would say this outfit in particular, very of the moment, very men's blousey. Wow. I'm into it. I, I do like, yeah, I, I think volume is a key indicator here. I like the idea of a sail blowing away. He would fill up if there was a big gust for sure. <laughs> you almost have to like the way people on sailboats, when you watch like a movie with an intense sailboat scene, how they're running around like trimming this or trimming that. You almost have to trim your shirt throughout the day. Yeah. Like, yeah, you would have to make your shirt more ruly to like. To use like a power tool with a with a yeah. with a blouse on. I'm into it. I think we're finding exactly what we need with this. Now, is that what those things were in like the nineteen whatever, nineteen uh, forties or or maybe thirties with the little like the the casino dealers had like yeah. a little leather strap on their bicep? Yeah, for sure. I think that kind of was to like keep their shirts under control <laughs> while they're dealing cards or something. Yeah, you don't want to keep them up. Yeah, well, they even wore them like under like jackets. I wonder if that was just to like make it easier to slip on those suit jackets. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, please. <laughs> so wow, I didn't know that look was in right now. So if we humans wanted to start wearing blouses, got the listeners here are called humans. We're all human, Brady. I love that. If we humans wanted to start wearing blouses, we could we could pull off this Charlie Sheen Wall Street linen look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Straight away. It would be very. In vogue, you'd probably pop up on some street style websites, Instagrams. You know, I'm always afraid I'm going to be the guy that's on someone's Instagram without one, without my consent and two, where I'm getting made fun of, you know, if I'm in a street style looking good, that wouldn't be a bad thing. I Mm -hmm. don't think. Uh, Yeah. You want to be more of the sartorialist and less like people of Walmart. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I don't really like anything that Walt Barstool has to do. Yeah. But I really, I really never want to end up on a barstool. Like, look at this dude. You know, because I, I do a lot of stretching in the street in New York City. I've sure. just turned it into my own personal 
bar class. I love it. <laughs> and like, you know, in one ear, out the other, as far as most New Yorkers are concerned, you see something weird, but it's just the millionth thing you've seen weird that day. Yeah. But I'm just waiting for someone to film me, you know, with my leg up on a piece of construction equipment. Oh, for sure. And You're going to end up on How To with John Wilson in no time. What's that? That, sh- oh man, you should check it out. It's a HBO show uh, where this guy goes around and just films like all these oddities of New York uh, <laughs> and turns it into this like bigger narrative. It's great. And it honestly, it feels like the best uh, showcase of true New York. It made me feel connected to New York in a way that I haven't with any other piece of media. Cause it's not glamorous at all. Oh, I it's love just it. like weird shit you see on the street. Oh, cool. Dude. Yeah. So I got to keep my bar class up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you know if you turn up. <laughs> Thank you. For sure. Like Sid, I saw you getting your hip flexor loose the other day. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so I had given the humans an assignment. I, I am the judge, jury, and executioner of men's blouses. Great. And, um, oh, you know, in fact, to back that train up, you were saying fabric and the the flowiness is a part of it. I think so. We had a submission and, um, it was truck from Savannah and truck. I'm not picking on you here. It's just a great example, really. And you should be happy you're getting this run right now. So, he sent in a video of himself wearing a blouse. And uh, I'll show that to you right now. He sent this video in, and it was a little bit of a trick. But I understand, I understand his, his, like, his, his madness. But he first sent this video in, and, and unbeknownst to me, uh, Chuck was modeling a, uh, a shirt, a men's shirt, a loose number, that also turns out to be the exact shirt, not the exact shirt, but the shirt that Han Solo wears in Star Wars. Um, it fit Truck a little looser, it fit Harrison Ford a little tighter, uh, but let's just go ahead and uh, check this video out, shall we, Brady? Let me just have you watch that here for a second. I need a judgment, is this a men's blouse? It's got these dainty little buttons. I mean, you may argue that it's a lady's blouse, but these are on the men's side. We have a nice permaseam. It's flowing. It's not billowing like a blouse, so that's why I need your judgment on it. What do you think? There's even cleavage shot. Yeah. Okay, so Brady has just watched the truck video, and... um. If you guys remember, he even said that when he wears that shirt, he's 10 degrees cooler. Uh, I think that's something we kind of left out. Wow, does this particular shirt flow enough and is airy enough where it almost provides shade instead of cover? Ooh. Uh, you know, it's like if it's a shirt that makes you cooler, that might be another indicator. Uh, but I, I gave Brady while he was watching at the lowdown that, that, you know, when we see this shirt on Han Solo... Uh, it, it doesn't fit the same. So I actually ruled that it wasn't a blouse, but I'd love, Brady, your kind of thoughts on this. You've seen the video. You know the character Han Solo. Yeah, absolutely. I, You know what? I, I agree. I'm in the same sort of conundrum. On Han Solo, that's not a blouse, you know? It's a, it's a popover, <laughs> pop standover shirt, uh, standard shirt. Um, but oh. on truck, seems like a blouse to me. And I wonder if, um, 
the a blouse must be defined by how it's being used. Oh. The wearer, right? The wearer, yeah. You know, I. Yeah, at one at what point is a hammer a tool or a weapon? You know, it depends on how it's being used. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. I think we might have a similar situation with defining a blouse. Interesting. I, you know, I, I almost thought you were going to go fashion with it. At what point is a hammer a tool or just like a style piece? That sure. You just, that you just bring to a party. Yeah, I mean, similarly, yeah. Is it uh, an accessory or, yeah. <laughs> are you looking for something to fix? <laughs> So Brady and I are going to watch this John Cusack scene from um, from High Fidelity. So Brady, I gave the humans an assignment. I was like, you know, I get to rule on your blouses. This is one I'm actually unsure of. Yeah. And so I thought, humans, you can decide. Um, they've been they've been frankly bad at their homework. Okay. So I, <laughs> it's up to us. It's up to us. You know, it's not the first time they've let me down. Um, there was a beach umbrella incident, you know, where they could have maybe stepped up to the plate, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, uh, so, so I'm going to ask you actually to rule on this. If that's not too much pressure, not too much pressure, uh, dude, I'd, I'd happily do it. Cause I'm a little, I'm a little unsure. And I feel like, you know, where I'm coming from at this point, Brady and I are going to watch this scene, uh, towards the end of high fidelity when John Cusack is wearing what I think might be a men's blouse. First, I have to introduce a band. So please don't leave until after they finish and we play the record. Right now, it's my great, great pleasure to introduce Sonic Death Monkey. All right, Brady and I have just watched the scene, the blouse in question. Uh, I got to be honest, I'm a little nervous. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to be on the receiving end of a, of a blouse declaration. Uh, all right. Here's what I'll say. Um, I think it satisfies enough criteria to say that it is a blouse. But oh. I have my doubts. You know, I'd want to see it in person. But okay. here's what I'll say. Uh, oversized. We see, the, we see this when he lifts his uh, hands above his head. There's some volume there. Yes. You see the drape. <laughs> the uh, drape. There's Great definite drape. Great word. Absolutely. Uh, those sleeves are under control. He's rolled them up. It would be unruly if he didn't. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I think a third criteria, which we haven't quite discussed yet, is uh, maybe like a bonus feature of what I would consider a, a blouse is a maybe more delicate or luxurious fabric. Oh, that one seems like not quite like 100 percent cotton. No, it feels like there's some like silk or sateen in there or something. OK. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it feels like more of like a showy shirt. Like I was describing this originally, it's almost like a club shirt from the 90s. Yes. Like where like the whole Regis Philbin, who wants to be a millionaire, monotone tie and shirt look was yes. in. Yes, for sure. Yeah, this definitely feels like a going out shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when that was... Uh, like a f phrase often used. Um, <laughs> it was. No yeah. one says that anymore. Huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you just wear whatever. Yeah. But 
I would say one thing that would really knock it out of the park for me is to see this controlled down at the hip, at the waist. If it were tucked in, I wonder how much would billow and spill out. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it's cinched at the bottom at all. I think that would knock it out for me. And I could say definitive blouse. Okay. Right now, I'm at about 85% blouse. So maybe we'll keep it open. Maybe this is a cold case. Yeah. I mean, I would love to hear from the humans. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could bump us up a 15 or knock us down a full 85. Sure. That's listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. I imagine if you watch the whole film, I think this shirt caught my eye in the film because I think we see him right after he's put it on before they go to this venue, actually. Okay. This is towards the end when Jack Black performs and he's having a record release party or something. Sure. And another thing, I'll, I'll probably say a person is unlikely to own one blouse. So possible that he shows up in the film in another blouse, you say... This guy's a blouse guy. Oh, yeah. Possibly. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but... Yeah, I I just watched it for the first time. Oh, wow. I found him a little irritating. Yeah, he can be. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm glad that we're actually, like... You got us up to... Did you... So you got us almost to 85. Yeah, I think we're at about there. Okay, and the humans will either tip us over or, or pull us back down. I think so. I hope so. Wow. They're good about the homework. I don't know about this umbrella debacle, but. Well, the long and short of it is I've been asking people to weigh in on their favorite beach shades. Oh, wow. And while we've been waiting for people to do that, um, we were really, we were really hung up on, it seemed like the front runner was the traditional umbrella. Yeah. My sister had called in, pointed out that there's 360 degrees of hangout space because there's not really sides to it. Yeah. Um, And then people were sort of, you know. Maybe not submitting. And then a, a woman in South Carolina tragically lost her life when a beach umbrella went end over end and landed in her chest. <laughs> I did hear that. And I was saying, you know, if we would have talked about that more, it probably would have come up and maybe we could have saved a life in some yeah, way. You know, definitely. I said, think twice next time you sit on your hands about not doing your homework. Yeah, it's not just sunburn that gets people. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brady, it's interesting that we just watched a scene from... High Fidelity, because he talks about mixtapes in that. Yeah. And I want to talk about you right now, if you're comfortable with that. I'll, I'll become comfortable, <laughs> for sure. You're a music guy. Yeah. A music journalist. Uh, you have a newsletter that comes out. It's, is it twice a month or once a month? Once a month. First, First of the month. First of the month. And it's a newsletter that includes a mixtape. Yeah. And it's really awesome. It's really fascinating. And I'm a curmudgeon. I like... If you've looked at the amount of times I've listened to CCR, you're just like, you're wasting your time here on Earth. You know? <laughs> not, that, not that CCR is bad, but I mean, just there's other stuff out there. Yeah, there's some know? recommended if you like CCR <laughs> list out there. And so your mixtape is one of the few ways I experience new music. Uh, and yeah, just first of all, let's talk about this project. It's called, the, the newsletter is called A Show Sometime. Yeah, for sure. And does that mean you go to a show sometime? Sometimes. Yeah, the way this newsletter officially started was uh, I go to live shows often as much as I can, love live music, and people know this about me and they would often say, hey, let's go to a show sometime. And I'm like, hell yeah. And uh, I thought a big thing preventing people from actually accompanying me was not knowing when I was going to show. So I was like, you know what? I'll start a newsletter. Um, 
to let people know uh, about concerts that are coming up. I'll let you know which ones I'm going to, uh, and I'll write a little bit about music. Um, it has, it still does that. Um, uh, but now I like around the start of the, right before the pandemic, I started making a mixtape a month. Uh, and I'll often collaborate with, uh, a buddy who likes music in any form. Um, we'll collaborate on like an hour and a half mixtape. Uh, and I'll include that in the emails. So that's been really fun. I mean, it's cool, dude. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you 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 give them fun names. Oh yeah, for sure. I do the the whole nine. You know, names, uh, artwork. Uh, I make a physical cassette tape out of them. That's fucking cool. Yeah, dude. it's I mean, a lot of fun. This is an analog. This is a digital media that we're talking on right now. But yeah. this is an analog house, dude. We love analog. We love it. Yeah, and I miss that sort of mode of discovery and so the mixtapes were they've always been for me a way to share music but also a way to discover new music uh by like diving into a project and like doing my research on it yeah uh so yeah it's all about music discovery and like sharing cool things with people that's cool now can people sign up for this on your website or something they like that? sure can yeah um, you can go to a show sometime.com. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It'll take you right to, it'll redirect immediately to Brady slash mixtapes, I think. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a sign up, sign up there and you can check out all the mixtapes that I've done. Um, I've been doing this specific project, like the mixtape a month since 2020. So I have, um, quite a few yeah yeah it sounds like we're, we're in the 20s somewhere yeah wow dude now this audio cassette is that available that's just something you make for yourself so you can put on a shelf and feel like and, and display it a little bit yeah i well i have to upgrade my recording uh technology because admittedly they don't sound great and cassettes are never going to sound Perfect. Okay. Uh, but they could sound better. Uh, but I try to make a copy for myself and a copy for my collaborator if I oh, have one. That's a cool, like, in studio gift. Yeah. Very fun. Wow. We just have donuts around here at the Sydney Hollis show. Hey, the gift that keeps giving, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can see it in the mirror a week later. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take it with me, carry it with me always, dude. <laughs> Oh wow, dude! I oh I didn't know that you were making the tapes. I know that you like tapes. Yeah. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about tapes lately, and thinking it might be so fun to do something here with a physical tape. Absolutely. Uh, so I mean, this is already just oh you're scratching me. Just just hearing about it, you know, is giving me some vigor. Dude, tell you what, record uh record a episode. Yeah. Send me the MP3. We'll throw it on tape. We can send some out to listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. <laughs> uh, dude. And so, wow. I didn't realize that so, like, people were just like, man, I'd love to go see live music with you. And you're just like, this will be a great way. What an organically born uh, newsletter. This will be a great way for you to know what shows I'm going to. And you yeah. can come do these. Yeah, for sure. It's the same ethos. Uh behind like office hours for me which is something else i want to talk about with you let's unpack it so office hours is something brady does 
And we have something in common. We both love a specific bar here in Williamsburg. Sure do. Uh, well, we're in Greenpoint, but just down the road in Williamsburg. Uh, Skinny Dennis. Yeah. Brady, talk about your office hours. This concept, I love it. Well, I, I tell you what. Uh, I'm going to be going to Skinny Dennis whether or not anyone else shows up because <laughs> we love it there. Yes. Uh, and the same is true for uh, many uh, bars or locales throughout the country. Um, I'll hold office hours every once in a while on the West Coast. Um, Dude, when you're in L.A., huh? Yeah, when I'm in L.A., I'll try and find a spot and we'll hold some office hours. But in New York, it's pretty much always going to be Skinny Dennis because where else would you rather have office hours? <laughs> Hell yeah. The idea behind it is I I'm going to be there from this time to this time, uh, 7 p.m. to midnight. My door is always open. I encourage you to just drop on by. We'll talk about country music, uh, light beer, good times, whatever you want. I'm there. I make myself available. I do it for your benefit. Please make use of the time. It's incredible. Like you're a professor and we just drop by your office hours. Yes, sir. Now, and, and when there's like not live music playing at these kind of places, you actually pump up the jukebox. I sure do. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Skinny Dennis has got a great jukebox. Uh, but one thing I make a point to do every single time, yeah. is I throw a dollar bill in there. I throw on Steve Miller bands, take the money and run. I immediately fire off the office hours bat signal say, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, say, uh, I just put on Steve Miller bands, take the money and run on the jukebox of Skinny Dennis in Williamsburg. And you have three minutes to get here and hear it. Whoa. One of these days, someone's going to storm through those doors. They're going to say, I made it. And I'm going to say, drinks are on me for the rest of the night. Oh, folks, if you're listening, be ready for the bad signal. Yeah. I love that it's almost like your like, uh, intro, like a TV show theme song. It's like, okay, office hours are starting. Take the money and run is on. Yep. Uh, now, here's a music thing that I feel like you're probably on board with. Uh, um, but if you're not, that's okay, too. Jukeboxes. Yeah. A real, true, physical jukebox where the music is in the machine. It's just there's something so different about it than an internet jukebox where somebody can play Bob Seger Night Moves and then someone can follow it up with uh, um, Black Eyed Peas, Tonight's Gonna Be a Good Night. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just all over the place. Right. Not to say those two songs don't belong in the same night in sure. some way, shape, or form because they could both be in a jukebox. But when you get to internet jukeboxes, it's just like, it's just so blasé. But when you're at a place and it's like, this is the music you have to choose from, this defines the flavor of the bar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely a, a curated environment with a jukebox. They've set it up for success. You should be able to walk into uh, an establishment, hit random buttons on the jukebox, and know that it's going to be... Uh, it's going to contribute positively to the atmosphere. Oh, wow. I'll say one of the internet jukeboxes, it's limitless possibilities. It's a beautiful piece of technology, but it is not a tool for a beginner. You know? Yeah. There's a responsibility there. Um, yeah, you have to, you're contributing to the environment. Uh, you're contributing to everyone's night that night. You want to make sure that you're uh, soundtracking um, a good story. Whoa, dude. 
you just described something that I didn't even realize I was going through, which is when I go to like, there's a bar in Tribeca that I've not been to in a while called Tribeca Tavern. Uh-huh. They have an internet jukebox. When I would go there in the afternoon, it wasn't, you know, I'd go for like happy hour. I would go and I would get, honestly, a ball full of nerves when I got to the machine. Because I know some people, you know, they watch you when you're at the machine. Yeah. And then, you know, there's limitless possibilities. So I would get nervous and I would just always pick... I wouldn't say it's a throwaway song, but to me it was a throwaway song. Let me just play something so then I can think straight because I'm nervous. So I'd always put on like uh, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. I would just put that on straight away. Great. And I was like, now I can think straight and maybe put on some Boz Skaggs or maybe something else. But like, you're right. There's not that same amount of nervousness when you walk up to a jukebox where it's already in there because whatever you pick is sort of already been decided anyway. You can You can relax a little bit. Yeah. I will say living on a prayer, that's a that's a great way to uh, kick things off because it is pretty universally well liked. Yeah. And so it immediately lets the other patrons know this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> I can stop looking over his shoulder. And it is it rides that middle ground enough where you could go any direction with it. Uh, oh, yeah. Without the burden of those watchful eyes, you know, you could go those working class anthems. You can go like 80s hair metal. You can go just like pop music. You know, we kind of hit all those things. A lot of directions you can go with that. So, oh, wow. Dude, you have the mind of a you have the mind of a jukebox. Yeah, I think too much about it. <laughs> For sure. It is a it is a ritual putting that crisp dollar bill into that machine. Oh, dude. Um, there is a great bar. I don't know if you've ever been, but I feel like we should try to make it some point in our lives. Uh, Ruby's, that's Ruby's with a B, out in Coney Island. They have a good old-fashioned jukebox with CDs in it. And I was just there about a month and a half ago. And what was really... We, we put in probably, between my friends and I, put in like 10 bucks. Yeah. And we're just having a ball. And I've been there enough times I know that they have like the... They compilations where they've obviously put like a mix CD in there, you know, and they write it in pen, which is kind of fun. Right. You know, the different tracks. And of course, there's some just whatever. So New York State of Mind's on there, which is always a fun one in a, in a New York place, especially an old school place. Absolutely. Uh, but I noticed that a lot of Gen Zers were in the bar and they would walk up to the jukebox, not press the buttons, not leaf around on the like fun little moving Almost looks animatronic. Uh, yeah, flaps of the CDs. They wouldn't even touch it. They wouldn't put a dollar in. They would just take a picture of it, like it was like a like it was like a dinosaur, or like a sideshow. It was almost insulting to the jukebox. I mean, I'm glad that they're having reverence for this piece, old piece of tech. But it felt strange too that they weren't even touching it. They were just photographing. It. Yeah. I, well, I think reverence is definitely a good thing, but. You can't ignore the fact that it's meant to be interacted with, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's like, you know, going to a, a playground and just like staring at it and be like, such interesting architecture. It's like, well, you're missing half of the aspect of it. It's architecture with a purpose, you know? Right. Wow. Yeah, they were taking pictures of it like it was a horrible traffic accident on the interstate. Yeah. They were almost like away they were detached they were four feet away from it yeah i would i would say they didn't really experience it <laughs> that's people living life through their phones you know yeah and sometimes you, you just got to separate yourself from that to touch the machine touch the machine 
Touch grass, a lot of people will say these days. Do they say that? They say that. That's a big internet thing. Oh. When people get too, too caught up in fake stuff, they say, go touch grass. Oh, dude, I like that. Yep. Touch grass. Wow. Wow. Just blowing my mind over here. Gotta live our lives, man. <laughs> you and I know that. We do know that. And I think we're both out there living. I mean, wow, this is a machine that's meant to be interacted with. Yeah. Now, to go back to Internet Jukeboxes, just for a second, you know how they have the full-size keyboard? Yeah. But you still kind of hunt and peck with your finger to yep. find the things. I, I often at bars will try to put my hands up <laughs> <laughs> on the home row key keys. Yeah. I think that would be a pretty funny party trick. If at bars Internet Jukeboxes, you could, you know, thumbs on the space bar, hands near the home row, if you could actually type straight up i love that and in a way you're improving on the design right because they're asking for you to use it uh how it's designed right but then they're making it impossible with the angle of the screen exactly yes and maybe i can sell a little um like a little uh palm rest yes for sure <laughs> anti-carpal tunnel <laughs> i can just go to bars like a salesman like have you can i give you this add-on yeah you know what how many do you want that's a great idea and they say, we, well, we only have one jukebox. And they're like, well. Sounds like you need two. It's going to get a lot more use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to want to back up. I've been trying to get more into salesy techniques, you know, where instead of saying, do you want one, it's just how many do you want? I love that. Hey, I'm going to be in the area uh, next week. What day's good for you, Tuesday or Thursday? Not like, can I come by? Yeah. That's smart, dude. <laughs> a lot of people don't like making decisions. They hate making decisions. Love keeping things up in the air. Yeah. Make the decision for them and make them whittle it down. <laughs> so, Brady, this, uh, going into the new school year, you know, kicking and screaming, I go because I'm a summer guy. Yeah. I do like fall, but I go kicking and screaming into the new school year. I also have just PTSD. I hated school. Sure. So just, you know, whatever. But undoubtedly, it's the time when the most people seemingly get new clothes. Yeah. Uh, new outfits come out. New York Fashion Week is in the fall. I mean, like, that's when back to school shopping. What's on the horizon? What can we expect this year? What are you What What are you wearing? Like, what are we, what's going on out there? What can we keep our eyes open for? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I would encourage everyone out there to get themselves a nice, relaxed pair of trousers. Okay. Relaxed. Hey, corduroys. With some pleats. Okay. Nice roomy. People forgot how comfortable clothes were in the 90s, right? You could move. You could move. And it's like, I got so used to pants that had stretch in them, elastic, because they were skin tight and you had to have it. Yeah. Else you'd just rip right through them and wouldn't be able to move. Yeah. Or twist a testicle. Of course. Yeah. It would be terrible. But now you can get like 100% cotton. Ooh, super earthy feeling pants. Yeah. Really nice. Forgot the quality of that. With some room to move, it's a dream. I encourage everybody, get some bigger pants. Wow. And your pleats really are back, huh? They're back. Wow, the men's blouse pant. Yeah, <laughs> truly. The blouse of the pant world. Whoa. Now, speaking of comfortable clothes in the 90s, so I went to college in the early 2000s. I started college fall of 99 yeah so it was basically there you know early 2000s but we were still getting the ripple of the the 90s loose clothes yeah wore khakis a ton i didn't wear jeans too much in school and you know 
just just comfortable dockers. You know yeah. what I mean? But I never was talking about skiing uh, with an older dude I knew knew in college. And we were like showing each other our ski pants or maybe we were both packing to go skiing on the same weekend or something like that. And, you know, people under their ski bibs will wear like a pair of long johns or something like that, depending on you know how cold it is or right. whatever. He's like, no, I don't do that. I ski in my khakis under my bibs. But it was also due to the fact that back then the, the clothes were a looser fit. Yeah. And so he would just, and I was like, really? I was like, I might do that. He would just pull his bibs up over his khakis, and then when he was done skiing for the day, take him right back. His opera ski, he was already looking, you know, prepped out. Yeah. Dude, I love that. But you could never ski in a pair of khakis from like a year ago. No. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> for sure. It's right wow. for inj- injury. Okay, so the humans, we should all go out and get some pleats. Yeah. I tell you what, J. Crew just uh, relaunched it. The, they rebranded and their most popular item right now is called the Giant Chino. Really? Yeah. Over oversized. A flowing pant. It's flowy. Now, does it have where the waist is still kind of tight, but then it's just like almost like the AC Slater jeans where the waist is a little tight, but then it pleats out? Yeah, it's definitely not like parachute pantsy. Okay. But there's definitely room, you know? Wow. It, it doesn't it doesn't grip your thigh. Okay. That sounds nice. Gives you some space. Yeah. I think I'd like riding my bike more in something like that. Sure. When it's tight, I get a little afraid to come all the way up with my thigh for, to save from my genitals. You know? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, Brady, I mean, this has been incredible. Now, take us through again. All right, we've got Found... Found Good Outfit. Found Good Outfit. That's on Instagram and Twitter. It is. If we want the newsletter, we can go to a ashowsometime.com. Sure can. And... Can we find just stuff about you on your website, radiocallahan.com? Yeah, you absolutely can. And that's where we can also find, because there's a lot of the humans that don't do social media. They can find Found Good Outfit You certainly can. Yeah, make it easy on yourself. Go to radiocallahan.com. Oh, dude, I love it. Uh, Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show. Anything else you want to say to the humans or anything like that? I mean, these don't sleep on Moe's dough, these donuts. (laughs) Wow, here we go. It's, hey... Quality donut. Quality donut. Mo's Doe's right here in uh, in Greenpoint. Uh, well, humans, here he is. Uh, thanks for coming on, Brady. Thank you. Well, how do you like that? We learned another thing or two. Uh, Brady's message to us, get some bigger pants. I'm not even a guy that shops for clothes often, and I want to go out and buy some big cotton pants. He made it sound like a dream. I can just picture being on a couch. And my pants not scrunching up because they're so tight, just like flowing and just sitting down and not feeling anywhere uncomfortable on my my hips and my crotch and my buttocks, you know, just I can't wait to go get a loose, loose, big pleated pant. Thanks again, Brady. Folks, again, if you want to participate, listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. If you want to see that John Cusack quote, the blouse in question, go to sydneyhollishow.com. It's under the tab, metallic blouse, because that's what I thought it looked like at first. See you next week. Have a great weekend. Peace and love. Peace and love.